Well, hello, this is Evangelist Frank King. Welcome to Biblical Moments and greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for listening in today. I want to talk about hope for the hopeless. I believe many people today are looking for that. I will be teaching from Ezekiel chapter 37 and I will be using the King James Version. Stay with me for today's episode, Hope for the Hopeless. I looked up the word hopeless, and one of its definitions is having no possibility of solution. So for Christians, no situation is hopeless because the Bible says with God, all things are possible. Still, a person can feel a sense of hopelessness, meaning the person does not believe a solution exists for his problem. And whether a situation is truly hopeless or it is imagined to be so because someone believes it is, even though it is not, to the person who feels that sense of hopelessness, there is no difference. The books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are referred to as the gospel, according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. One of the reasons Jesus' message is referred to as the gospel is because his message was good news to the downtrodden and the disenfranchised and those who felt a sense of hopelessness. In our text today found in Ezekiel chapter 37, I will address a time when the people of God in Israel felt a sense of hopelessness. You see, that sense of hopelessness is not limited to unbelievers. Every week across the breadth of this country, there are many people who have genuine faith in God who come to church feeling a sense of hopelessness. In verse 1 of Ezekiel chapter 37, God takes Ezekiel on a spiritual journey. Ezekiel writes, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. God knows where each of us is spiritually. That's because God can see our heart and our spirit. So God takes Ezekiel on a spiritual journey to show him the state of the people of Israel. Now understand that there was no physical valley of dry bones, but spiritually there was. And Ezekiel did not go anywhere physically, but spiritually he did. According to verse 2, Ezekiel says God caused him to pass by them meaning those bones, round about, and behold, there were many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. Two things he said about the bones in the valley. He said there were many of them, 
And number two, he says they were very dry. This suggests that these bones represented lots of people and they had been in the valley for a long time. So now God asked Ezekiel a strange question. He says to Ezekiel in verse 3, Son of man, can these bones live? Now let's assume that Ezekiel can tell that the bones he sees are human bones. Well, naturally speaking, the answer to God's question would be no. Dry bones in and of themselves cannot live. But these bones are not literal. Rather, what we are dealing with is being symbolized as a valley of very dry bones. God commanded Ezekiel to prophesy to the bones. He says in verse 7, So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. When Ezekiel said he prophesied to the bones, it means he spoke to the bones what God had told him to say to the bones. And what happens when Ezekiel began to prophesy is that the bones began to move and to come together. This represents the life-giving power of the Word of God. Now remember that Ezekiel spoke what God told him to say. That's important. You see, that's the only reason his words had such power. The same is true today. For those of us that God is called to preach the word of God, our words only have power to impact lives when we proclaim the word of God. No other word can accomplish that. Now, according to verses 8 through 10, after Ezekiel prophesied, the bones received strength and the body received the breath of life. And these bones became an exceeding great army. Wow. And remember, this is happening in the spiritual realm. I believe this is also a picture of what God is doing in the spiritual realm in each of us as we come regularly to hear the word of God. As a preacher, I can't see what God is doing in his people by just looking at them on the outside. Because spiritual change originates on the inside. Only God can see that. Ezekiel saw what was happening because God carried him away in the spirit to see things in the spirit. Okay, so what's the big picture here? Well, in verse 11, God explains to Ezekiel saying, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. So that's what the dry bones represented. It was Israel saying all hope is lost. You see, when you're in a state of hopelessness, you are in a spiritual grave. If you have lost hope, you have lost everything until you regain hope. Now, it's interesting that God depicted Israel's hopelessness as dry bones. In Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 22, 
we find these words, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. The same thing God depicted of Israel to Ezekiel. So how did God give them hope in the midst of their hopelessness? He sent a preacher to speak to them about the situation that had caused them to become hopeless. Remember what hopelessness is. It's that sense of having no possibility of a solution. And what God said was, I do have a solution to your problem. I will bring you out of your spiritual grave and I will bring you out of captivity back to your homeland. You see, God showed this to Ezekiel while Israel was in captivity in Babylon. And that's why they were hopeless. Of course, God did not do what he promised immediately. But eventually he did bring Israel back to rebuild Jerusalem. What he gave them immediately was hope. You see, most of the time when you come to church and hear a message that ministers to you, it does not change your situation overnight, but the message gives you a renewed hope where there was hopelessness. I believe that one of our greatest challenges today as preachers of the gospel is to proclaim a message that's relevant to the world that God's people are living in. So here is some food for thought. If you are a preacher, why are you looking for someone to give you free outlines to use for your sermons? How can you be a messenger for God if you're not willing to sit down in a chair and prepare a message based on input that you have received from God? To be relevant in our preaching, at least two things are very necessary. One is keeping up with what's happening in the world. And two, allowing God to speak to us about what to preach to give God's people biblical perspectives and biblical counsel on how to overcome in the world they live in. Listen, in times like these, we need to hear a word from the Lord. There's no problem in life that God can't solve for us. There's no situation for which we can't find direction in the word of God. Now, some people tend to stay away from church when things become overwhelming. But that's when you really need to hear a word from the Lord. So God can give you hope in the midst of despair. So you can get a grip on life again. Hallelujah. My friend, I want you to know that nothing is hopeless in your life because with God, nothing is impossible. I want to thank you for listening today. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, may heaven's best be yours.